The following podcast is a Taylor Logistics production. Welcome to Taylor Talk. Christopher, how are we today? We are fantastic here in snowy Cincinnati today. I think we are all over the snow thing. Well, we flopped. I mean, last podcast, I was the one that, you know, was getting 22 inches of snow. And now look what's happened to you. And I had a uh, little mishap with a windshield wiper blade breaking. And so I threw on my big boy pants, went down to O'Reilly's and was actually able to purchase a wiper and install myself today. So big day in the world of Chris Baum. Wow, O'Reilly's not a sponsor of the podcast. But we can name drop some sponsors, though. Oh, absolutely. Well, today we're going to be talking about all things shipping, transportation, ports, containers, import, export, customs, you name it. We're going to chat about it. Fantastic. And it's certainly a side of the business that's very, very relevant this time of year. Sure is. I mean, I think for a lot of people, we thought it was going to be, you know, RFP season for that Q1. Usually they hit you hard, but it's looking like this year, you know, things are getting pushed back a little bit because of the markets, um, perhaps because of coronavirus, things like that. So, and then uh you throw China and then you throw Chinese new year into the mix and we've got a situation. Yeah. So it's going to be, you know, I think you can where last year, I think everybody just and it got hit with stuff. You got hit with the unexpected. Where this year, I think we are expecting the unexpected. So everything is evolving. RFPs are evolving. Shipping methods are evolving. You know, getting stuff over internationally, both inbound and outbound, is evolving with how we do business. So, you know, I think we figured it out that there's going to be some ups and downs. It is going to take a lot of bobbing and weaving. So I think that's what this year is going to be all about. No, I 100% agree. And like we said, you know, to start this off, the bad weather, obviously a huge factor in shipping, transportation, things like that. So, um, you know, that puts a damper on things. I know Michigan, Chicago, just, you know, obviously the East Coast where I am just got drilled. So, yeah, but you know what? Sometimes I forget that it is the beginning of February. You know, this is the kind of weather that's supposed to be here. And so after 54 years, I think we've got it figured out now, but it's what it is. 54 years, why 54? That's how old I am. And I've lived in Ohio, all of that. So you wouldn't think that weather like this would be unexpected after that long. A Buckeye through and through. Buckeye through and through. I'm just going to spit some quick market facts at you, Chris. You ready for this? Take notes. Ready? Wait, hold just one moment, please. Yeah, grab your pen. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, you're ready. Okay. The national average for reefer outbound tender rejection rates bounced back up to 40.93%. These are some quick facts from you from good old freight waves. Also, something that I saw was kind of cool is this Tennessee lawmaker is trying to make um, vaccines available at like big rest areas and like truck stops. Which I thought was like kind of a cool idea. What are your thoughts on that? You're giving me a face. Uh, no, I th- <laughs> no, I think it's a fantastic I- idea, you know, because a lot of those are at major, they're at major thoroughfares across the highway. So I think it doesn't kind of gunk up 
the local kind of traffic that goes on. They've got big spaces. And then I think, you know, to feed off what we talked about in last week's podcast, I think you throw a Chick-fil-A drive-in manager there. And I think they could certainly organize that area in a way that it should be done. But no, I think it makes absolute perfect sense. Easy in uh, and out of the locations. You know, while you're waiting, you can stop and go inside and uh, grab a Popeye's uh, chicken sandwich while you're there. Mm -hmm. Maybe take a shower. Maybe take a shower if you have to clean up. But, you know, I think the the concept makes perfect sense. And -hmm. maybe that's why it won't be done because it makes perfect sense. But (laughs) I, I think it's a great idea. No, I 100% agree. I don't know if you've ever been on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. Many, um, many, many, many times. But you know how they have those huge like rest areas with like the gas station with the ANTMs with, you know, everything. That's like a perfect place, like a drive through vaccine center. Like you're already on the Turnpike. You might as well get a vaccine too. I don't know. Right. No, no, it's a great idea. And that was your market update from Noelle Taylor. Um, speaking of New York, New Jersey, because we had at some point talked about that today, um, we do a lot of work out of the ports. You know, I know a client in particular, we import their wine from overseas, comes into the New Jersey port, and then it gets dispersed, you know, throughout the U.S. from us, which is pretty cool. And to to segue a little bit, I think that's something that a lot of people need to know about. Taylor, that that we truly are a one-stop shopping network from that standpoint, that especially with as much as we're doing internationally right now, where we can work with your existing freight forwarder, we can partner with a freight forwarder to get your product, whether it's in Vietnam or China or the Philippines or where, um, you know, Italy, Greece, whatever you need to do, we can actually handle every bit of that freight from the time it leaves your manufacturer straight to our door and then outbound back again. And so, you know, I think that's a really important side to stress that that that's a service that we provide. You know, there's no extra cost. You know, your shipping costs are what they are, but there's no extra cost for us to add that value-added service to what we offer. And I think it makes perfect sense for, especially some of these small growth brands that are on this upwards, that are on this upward tick to utilize mm-hmm. that service. And more and more people then are shipping internationally. We just had a client come on board who uh, he's a, a world-renowned author. And we are going to be shipping a lot of his books internationally. So we spent all day uh, yesterday coming up with shipping solutions, you know, whether it's shipping to India, the Philippines, New Zealand, Australia. But we were able to uh, put a plan in place to be able to take the orders in through his website process it, pick it, and then get it out. And a lot of times it's going to be the same day, get it out internationally for him. Except when it falls off boats. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some pineapples, was it? Uh, Correct. You know, you hear about it, but you never think that it's going to be a part of your world. One of our, one of our, one of our brands uh, was awaiting, they have a, a top five Amazon sauce. So they were waiting on a container of pineapples to come from overseas, and it literally fell off the boat and with, I'm sure, a lot of other uh, containers into the ocean. So now they are scrambling all over the place to find pineapple parts to be able to fulfill their, uh, fulfill their orders and make their sauces. So it is a situation, and it does happen. 
Um, but then also, you know, like we talked about the whole Chinese New Year, you know, it's it's a crazy thing where the, they literally almost shut down for a month. But then that that affects things in a lot of ways. You know, the costs go up where pro, where uh, manufacturers are looking to get product on these boats prior to shutdown. They're looking to get them on airplanes. They're getting them on the ships. They're getting them all, all over. So then what's happening is the, that freight cost goes through the ceiling because they cannot service all the product that needs to get out of there. So they can kind of name their price on what they want it to be, which then affects market price. It affects everything on that cost when it gets over here. And a lot of times, unfortunately, the uh, the brand then has to make a decision. Do they pass that cost on to their customer or do they absorb that cost and take a loss in a lot of, uh, a lot of times on that? So yeah, it kind of wreaks havoc where you have to be able to plan for this stuff you know, basically nine to 10 months in advance you're, from an inventory standpoint um, and plan that around, you know, basically a month-long shutdown in China. Happy New Year. I'm not naming names by any means or calling you out, or maybe I am, that will say Happy New Year in an email till March. Like, you know, it'll be like attached to their signature or what have you. It'd be like, Happy New Year. I'm like, it's the third month that feels like we've been doing this for t like 30 months. No, you have like to call them out. That's yeah, no, absolutely unacceptable. Right now, if you have Happy New Year anywhere in your email, I know it's only February 10th, but take it out. The New Year is over. Like we've what been, it feels like literally the 100th day of 2020. One. What's your What's your preferred kind of last line on an email or anything that you send out? Do you like you know, uh, cheers. Do you like, thank you for your business? I mean, what, what's your preferred Noel? I mean, what's well, going to grab you? What's going to grab you? And you're going to think, man, that was kind of cool. Well, I love this question. I think it completely depends on who you're speaking to. Like I, you know, was talking to a health food company and they sign their emails in good health. I was like, I love that. You know, am I going to sign my email in logistics we trust? Probably not. Like, I don't know, but you know, typically I like to go with the cheers if we're, you know, yeah. it's light and, and lighthearted or whatever. And it's um, nine in the morning know. and it's nine in the morning. A nine in the morning cheers is tough, but sure. Um, you know, or, you know, just the simple best. It's easy for me to type. And it's, and it's knowing your audience. Absolutely. Definitely knowing your audience. And this was a great question. I and adjust and, and adjusting it. And and I and that's where I think it needs to be adjusted to it. I think it just can't be a part of your signature. It needs to be personalized and adjusted depending upon who it's going out to. And you don't want to say, you know, best. You know, a lot of these email exchanges go back and forth for 18 different replies and everything. And you don't want you don't want the same thing every single time. So I think it's nice to personalize it. Within our service portfolio, right? we have services under those services. So like, for instance, we have like fulfillment, but then you go e-commerce, then you have packaging and then you have FBA, FBM, you get the gist, right? So under our brokered shipping services, we have drop trailer, right? Sure. Makes sense. So, you, you know. What, what does drop trailer mean? Great question, Christopher. Basically drop trailer shipping is when an entire trailer is, you know, dropped off at a shipper or receiver facility. Um, and then it can be unloaded later. You know, you might that's, be asking, like, why would you do this? Like, sure, that sounds, you know, fine. But like, what's the point? So obviously you can avoid, you know, dock congestion, busy docks, you know, completely avoiding that, right? Um, avoiding those detention fees. 
obviously. Um, and it's like super flexible freedom to decide whatever needs to be done at whatever time. And that's what, yeah. and, and, and on a sidebar to that, that's what we love when UPS and FedEx can do that for us, you know, with the volume of e-commerce packages that we are putting out right now, that's so nice when they come by, drop the trailer in the morning, you can spend all day loading, loading it up where then you're not pressured to, oh my gosh, at the end of the day is, are they going to send a van or what kind of truck are they going to send? Are they going to be able to put all these boxes in there and make it fit? Or are we going to have to contact the customer and say, the, the, the driver showed up, there was no room on the van. So now what are we going to do? Because we are now filling up literally truckloads on a daily basis with e-commerce product to go out. And so then the drive, then they can scan it, they can uh, get it off where then it still leaves all the same day. But that's a nice service that they offer that we're able to utilize now. Today on the podcast, Todd Brinkman. We're going to give you a section on the podcast called Todd's Podcast. It's a 30, 30 second seconds. segment. Yeah. Say what you want for 30 seconds. Go. Turn around for 30 seconds. You got 30 seconds to say whatever you want to pontificate on. Yeah. Um, you have 15 seconds left. So make it snappy. It's snappy. It's just like Jimmy John's. And that's Todd's two cents. Thanks, Todd. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to Taylor Talk today. I'm your co-host, Noelle Taylor. And I am Chris Baum. Another co-host. Another co-host and co-executive can, producer of today's show. You can find Taylor wherever you exist. We're on Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter. Um, visit our website, www.taylorlogistics.com. Don't oh, leave out Spotify. You can listen to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, public radio, Google, as always, if you have a topic you want us to cover, or even if you'd like to be on the show, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Over All right, Noelle. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, best regards in good health and logistics we trust. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.